the show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Electricity here in Columbia. What has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Wings Bryce Stadium is second to none. And the rain breaks out in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? You're your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now. Bill Molinex. My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined the best attitude. Greetings and good Thursday morning and welcome aboard. Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barn Dominium Co. The Barndo Co. as they are called, the Barn Dominium Co.com. Gamecock owned and operated and of course live from the Sinorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. JC, JB, and Phil here until 1 o'clock this afternoon and we will be joined in about 15, 20 minutes or so by Derek Scott and maybe Tommy Moody as well. They're on the road to Lexington, Kentucky, as are, oh, I don't know, probably about a half a million other people heading to the Bluegrass State this weekend to watch the Kentucky Derby. But certainly many folks will be in attendance to watch the Gamecocks and the Kentucky Wildcats from Kentucky Proud Park tomorrow night. At 6.30. Speaking of Carolina baseball, they beat Winthrop last night. Pitching only allows one run. Home runs carry them to that win. And the Gamecocks are still right where they want to be as they take on the uh, fourth-ranked RPI team in the country this weekend. I was was trying to remember the term RPI, you know. Uh, There's a lot to get to in Gamecock football uh, as well. And we'll take plenty of questions and uh, try to give you plenty of answers today out of the Nana's Porch chat box. I did um, see this, and Bill Shirley is already into the Nana's Porch chat box with uh, this information. And uh, it is very, very sad, unfortunately. Gamecock Nation has lost a great man this morning, Jerry Fry. That's last name should be familiar to Everybody, if you have ever been around the University of South Carolina, the last name Fry, you should know it. The son of Sarge Fry passed away this morning. Prayers to the Fry family. If you'll look over my shoulders, there's our tribute uh, to the Fry family. That is Sarge Fry Field, the former home and the amazing home of Gamecock baseball, one of the greatest ballparks ever in college baseball in this country. So uh, thoughts and prayers to the Fry family and certainly appreciate all they have done for South Carolina Athletics. With that said, Phil and JC, good morning, my man. Good morning. Good morning. Happy birthday to Chance Miller, too. It's his birthday today. Oh, is it really? 
All right. Happy birthday, Chance. I, I know he peeks in on this program from time to time. I don't know if he's watching now, but happy birthday. And uh, He's a busy man. He's a busy no, man. No, Chance no. got a lot going on, man. Nah, I, I like him, though. I think – I think he's a heck of a guy. Yeah, he is. A lot of lot of respect for Chance Miller, man. A lot, 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 lot of respect. Uh, you know, you don't you don't hear as much uh, people complaining about Tanner and Chance right now. Yeah, because uh, they're winning. They're winning. And, and football's <laughs> recruiting well, and uh, you know everybody's kind of excited. You know, so it's kind of funny how that happens, right? Yeah. You know, uh-huh. uh, you know everybody. You know everybody. It, you know, the, the, people always look for people to blame for losses and stuff. I think because, and I appreciate it because th- this fan base is passionate, and I don't think I've ever seen a fan base that it hurts their feelings like as much to lose as this one. Like it, like it hurts everybody. Like it's not, and and we're all gluttons for punishment because we've all lived through a lot of losses, right? Uh, and some people become numb to it, but then they just kind of give up, you know, and, and then they, you know, and I, I think it's because, you know, South Carolina fans are so passionate. They just react and take things so deeply and per like badly. And so you're up there. And I think anytime you feel that way as a human, you're always looking for something to blame. Well, if we'd have just done this, uh, well, if we just had a different athletic director, now nah, that's not how it works. But you don't hear nearly as many criticisms of their jobs now that the baseball team's thirty-six and eight. So, no. uh, hats off to uh, him. I hope he has a very—it's uh, probably a more peaceful birthday this year than maybe he had last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, he has many more. A uh, lot of respect for Chance Miller. A lot of respect. Yeah, I had a uh, Phil a uh, long conversation. Um, with chance before maybe before the Georgia game last year, um, kind of outside of the ballpark, we sat there and, and talked for a while and, uh, yeah, certainly about some Gamecock stuff, but we, it was really more other things than, than Carolina football and athletics and all the things that if anybody, you know, met him and I get it would want to pick his brain on just, just life, just talking about all kinds of stuff. Can't find a nicer person out there. He's a, uh, Super guy and really good at what he does too. Regardless of of what Twitter will tell you, sometimes he's he's pretty darn good at what he does. So, well, happy birthday to Chance! And is it is it also? Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday to Don Staley. All right. Happy birthday, Coach Staley. This uh, is wow, like a birthday. What a, day. a birthday know, right? week. Yeah. Yesterday Bill was Gunner. Nat. Nat and Bill Gunner. And Bill Gunner. Yeah, I texted Bill last night. He and, he was, uh, oh, was he awake? He was. It was about eight. Ah, quite a day drinker he is, and I'm sure yeah. he tied one on yesterday. <laughs> um, well, he didn't respond. I sent him a gif after, and he didn't respond to the gif nah, at the end of the yeah, conversation. He's out. So. I, like, I don't know how he, how he does it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's got his routine, right? So Nats was yesterday. Bills was yesterday. There's somebody else that I used to work with who was yesterday. <laughs> uh, and then somebody else I won't mention who was yesterday. Um, and then there was on the second, there was somebody, I mean, there's been birthdays all week, right? Well, there generally are. Yeah. My my brother, Jason is, uh, uh, the pilot. He's, he's a May baby, but he's the 26th. So he's at the end. It's Memorial day, dude. Uh, All right. So let, let me ask you this. I, I, I can't bill and Preston were asking me this on Monday morning when I was on, on the game with them. I, I, I don't. 
care if this is if people's thing. It's clearly a thing. I am not a Star Wars guy. I do not get into this. May the fourth be with you. Crap. <laughs> I never have. Never will. Are y'all like? Do you walk around, Phil? Like, if you're at Chili's tonight bartending, are you going to tell somebody May the Fourth be with you? Is that your Is that your thing on May Fourth? Or do you even know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. and Phil I love lives. Star Wars. Yeah, I love Star Wars, but uh, do you? I don't. No. Not, I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't recognize today as some sort of you know day. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So yeah, I'm not a big star. May fourth, <laughs> Jay, are you, JC, are you a Star Wars guy? I am more of a Star Wars guy than a Star Trek guy. Uh, a good friend of mine, actually, Joel, who you met this weekend, who, and special yeah. thanks to Joel Sawyer and Pam Sawyer, mm-hmm. uh, two friends of ours, for working helping us with both events this weekend. Um, he's a big trackie. I mean, like, gets way into it and always has. And I just, I never got into it. I watched the movies and stuff. But Star Wars, yeah. I I, I had the Millennium Falcon toy when I was a kid. I wish I hadn't let the dog eat it because it'd probably be worth $1,000 right now. Yeah. $1 million. Uh, <laughs> and, and Stormtroopers and stuff like that. I was I was fired up um, to see the new movies back when they came out. And, uh, as this last trilogy kind of slogged along i got a little disillusioned like most people but uh i think they ended it the best way they could after the uh diarrhea that was the middle one in this one yeah so uh i uh you know i like star wars now am i a may the fourth be with you guy now uh, as you can see uh, is that I, gonna you be you tonight at bingo Bingo's on Tuesdays, brother. Bingo's on Tuesdays. Thursday, I think, live music. Oh, live music. But, what, what uh, night? You've got a whole schedule. You have, like, bowling one night, bingo, live I wish music. I, did. I wish I had bowling, but... Uh, Phil, no, Friday, night, uh, Friday night axe throwing for uh, JC. Friday night axe throwing. <laughs> I wish Smith, we were man. that act. But, uh, no, it's... Uh, it, it's uh, well, see, karaoke is the same night as bingo. So oh. now uh, we didn't oh, double di- we didn't double dip Tuesday because Wednesday was her birthday and uh, I wanted to at least be functional. The next so what day. did y'all do for her birthday? To sell? Uh, did you go to dinner? We, we went to all you can eat sushi. Oh, no. like a she wait 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 that. hold on hold on hold on now like a good all you can eat sushi place or like a okay all right no it's quite good yeah it's, yeah, like, it's not like good like, it's not like I'm, it's not like Frank's sushi like down on the corner where it's like also a gas station right. No, 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 okay. no. These okay. these have uh, professional Japanese people in white, you know, chefs' outfits back there, yeah. handcrafting the rolls. Okay, uh, but the, right. but the rule is because uh, uh, you know now look, sushi's been an acquired taste for me. Uh, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Before I met her and her kids, I didn't eat it a whole lot. Uh, but I've I, it's, I've gotten used to it. and I like it now. But the thing is, in this place, you know. You order it by like a, you fill out a card and order what you want. Mm-hmm. You order as much as you want, but if you don't eat it all, they charge you extra twenty five dollars. Oh, right, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll yell it at you too. Twenty five dollars, and hey, uh, bonsai, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had to scarf some down late. Now the moose, the youngest one, he can he can eat. I, I've never seen anybody eat sushi like he can. 
and he likes the raw stuff like the sashimi. I, I, I stick to the rolls. Yeah. They have this kind of lightly flash fried chicken appetizer that I, it's kind of my go-to and, you know, heavy on the water and tea and I get through it. Uh, but we, we had to choke down some dragon rolls there at the end last night, but it, it was all four of us and uh, oldest one, youngest one, big C and little C, Caden and Cole, that's what I call them, big C, little C, but little C's bigger than big C. But anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. Uh, so yeah, we had a nice time and uh, came back and, uh, I think Nat's still tired from the trip, and so was I. So we just kind of passed out. And, yeah, you know, I'm got tired up from early, the trip too. <laughs> got up early this morning and uh, you know rocked and rolled some work, and uh, back feel like I'm back in the saddle and myself again today. But uh, certainly was a nice time. All right, so the uh, naturally these are the conversations that always get the most traction in the Nana Sports chat box. Um, it's rolled over from the fourth to the fifth. So here, here's another one. I, I, I've never woken up on May 5th and said, oh, my gosh, it's Cinco de Mayo, and I can't wait to celebrate. I uh, In college, we, 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 I guess, you know, here and there, um, I, someone told me the other day, what's well, a national holiday? Well, well, actually, no, it's not. It's not the United States' holiday. It's, it's Mexico's. Um, but um, – so are y'all Cinco de Mayo guys? Like, Phil, tomorrow night, are you just going to be flinging margaritas left and right and nachos at chili? Like, oh, gonna I work? would imagine, yeah, we'll probably sell the hell out of margaritas and Modelo tomorrow. Oh, Modelo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, that's right. By the way, Modelo has just torched Bud Light in recent sales for anybody that's wondering. So has every other beer on the planet. Can um, confirm. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Someone said they're, they're down that. 20... 26 percent i said give it time uh they'll be down about another 26 percent which will equal 52 um yeah i i i don't know i just don't i don't know whatever i you know what i'll drink tomorrow night i'll i'll drink my vodka and cranberry that's that's it I, it's I'll drink just because that's what i drink <laughs> so you're you're always that's what's in the fridge yeah I, I, yeah you know okay. celebrate yeah, you every and, day you and mike mike morgan is a is a Modelo guy too Trust me, I've, I've borrowed some of his beer before when he was my neighbor. Yeah. In yeah. Um, no, no, 76, yeah. I'm not crapping on anybody. You do whatever you want to do. I, I, I'm just saying I don't do it. That's like I don't pull for Clemson. I'm not crapping on them. I don't, like, drive, I don't drive an electric vehicle. I'm not crapping on those people either. I'm just saying I don't do it. It's just not my thing. Okay. Here's my thing about Cinco de Mayo. If, if it's on a Friday, maybe – yeah. You know, but that's just an excuse to go to the, uh, you know, to the Mexican place and take advantage of happy half price Dos Equis because I'll drink like yeah. the big yeah. Dos Equis <laughs> uh, and eat, eat some, uh, you know, I don't know, tacos or whatever. But, yeah. uh, it, it, you know, the, 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 the holiday that's been a game changer for me since I've lived here is St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I can imagine. Because yeah. it, in Chicago, it is a national holiday. I mean, in Chicago, it's like, what are you doing for St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't, you know, uh, going to, if I was in South Carolina, I'd probably go to Columbia or, or Savannah, you know, for, for the, the outdoor deal. But uh, it's 40 degrees here, so I'm not going to. But, man, they have parades and big parties and all that good stuff. So it is a, a, a of the minor holidays. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one that's uh, celebrated uh, more frequently up here. But, man, it's uh, – so you go to Mayo, I think the Kentucky Derby 
uh, is Saturday. Now that's that's a party I'll go to, like the derby parties. Oh we yeah, went la- we went last year to a place called Mugshots. Uh, yeah, you told me about that. Like this past we, had a, we had we had a blast. Dangerous. So yeah, Mugshots. <laughs> this guy just got out of the clink. You might want to steer clear of his whatever horse he lays cash on. Yeah, he's got a lot of pictures of Al Capone in there and stuff, you know. Sounds like a great place to, to hang out. Yeah. Although uh, I was going for the Derby this weekend, guys, because my dad actually texted me saying that there was a horse in the race called Two Fills. So, oh. I mean, I might. So you're I mean, going against Joe Rice. Love you, Joe. I might, but I might have to pull for the Two Fills. <laughs> best, I best conduct. Go ahead. No, I, I, like, I, I, I go yeah, go, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think the best Kentucky Derby, uh, you guys know Steve Wiltfong that, that works for 24 seven. Uh, and he, his nickname is the Oracle and he's got the highest crystal ball prediction percentage. He's got a little strategy for that, but mm-hmm. I, we named him the Oracle kind of as a tongue in cheek thing when we started. And I remember I was, I was at a, I'd gone to Vegas with a friend of mine and she went to a wedding and I was hanging in the casino the day of the Derby. And I, I just texted him. I was like, hey, who do you like in the Derby? And he gave me a name, and I went and put $70 on it. And dadgummit, that guy won. Hmm. I mean, that horse won. The Oracle hmm. came through. So I won $800. I was like, yes. So uh, that, that's my yeah. favorite Kentucky Derby story. Well, if you if you win this weekend, you and Nat will have a hell of a week because she's the bingo champ, and you'd be uh, you'd be the you'd be the Derby champ. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big horse guy. I love it. Uh, my – my mom has an unbelievable picture in her house, a, bl- a big blown-up print of Secretariat, uh, who Tommy Moody said it correctly last night on the air. Secretariat is the greatest athlete that ever lived, and I totally agree with him. Uh, Secretariat, there's never been a champion like Secretariat, and I'm not sure there will be again. So, All right, uh, speaking of Tommy Moody, him and Derek are on the way to Lexington, Kentucky, where they will call the series this weekend between the third-ranked South Carolina Gamecocks and the Kentucky Wildcats at Kentucky Proud Park. They did call the game last night as well uh, up in Rock Hill where South Carolina took down Winthrop 6-1 to on the heels of a few home runs that left the yard. We'll talk to Derek about that when we return. This is Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barn Dominium Co., thebarndominiumco.com. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance 
difference today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock-owned. Gamecock-operated. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Jakar Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Ja'Kai Moore, who we met this past weekend at uh, the Carolina Rise events in both Columbia and in Mount Pleasant, he is much bigger than what you see on TV. I can assure you of that. Before we get Derek in here, uh, this is wild news out of the SEC. Alabama has fired head baseball coach Brad Bohannon. And keep in mind... We just had some news earlier in the week that you no longer could bet on Alabama's baseball program. So there might be more to this story than we all know about. Uh, as time goes on, we'll probably get some more details. But Alabama has fired Brad Bohannon, and uh, Alabama is playing to get into the postseason as well. They're having a nice season. They're 22 in the RPI, 30 and 15 overall. 9-12 and 12 in league play, and they've got 11 quad one opportunities, but they're going to have to finish the year without their head baseball coach. So that is incredible. Speaking of head coaches, Mark Kingston was, of course, not there last night because of his ejection uh, this past weekend at home against the Auburn Tigers. But Monty Lee, you could actually say that was Monty Lee's – he was the head coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks for the first time in his career. So – uh, they won 6-1. to one. The guys that called that game are named Derek Scott and Tommy Moody, and they are on the way to call three more in Lexington, Kentucky, and Derek joins us now. Hey, man. Uh-oh. Did we lose him on the road somewhere? It must be in a bad spot. Guys, hear me all right? Yeah, hey, I hear you now. There you are. What's up? Uh, you know, yeah. it's the interstate in North Carolina. There's lots of bad spots, unfortunately. But I heard everything you said yeah. prior to that, which was crazy. 
I didn't know about Brad yeah. Bohannon. That's uh, that's nuts. That's just nuts. Bo's one of the nicer guys you'll ever meet in this business. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, there he goes. I bet I know where they are, too. I bet they're going through that whirling dervish mountain track on the, the way to Maggie Valley. <laughs> I wonder what we'll, we'll, what we'll get it back here in a second. But, no, I, you know the Alabama baseball team has been uh, – Ohio and New Jersey both took them off of the betting board. Yeah. Right. I, and there's yeah, I, I, Bill King asked me about this today on his show. And I said, I hope there's nothing nefarious because college baseball doesn't deserve a scandal. Right. Mm. Um, if you're Alabama, though, after what happened with the Ben's basketball team, are you just kind of like going, wow, man, things are not all. I mean, and Henry Ruggs on top of that. You know, yeah. one of their alums. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're Alabama, you've kind of hit a. You've kind of hit a rough patch here, um, and and that's the only reason I could imagine that, that Brad was fired because uh, be there's nothing performance wise they've been fine, you know. So yeah, um, that's a that's a little bit of a red flag there, uh, in my opinion, as to as to this this gambling thing and maybe what's been going on. And I just hope nothing that threatens the you know integrity of the game has happened. I think if players were involved that uh, they never need to play the game again. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear us now, Derek? Yeah, I can. And, and just to tie in there to, to what you guys were talking about, I, every indication I've heard is simply that somebody figured out that Alabama's scheduled starting pitcher wasn't going to be able to make the start earlier than was made public. And they thought they saw an opportunity since they were playing a loaded team like LSU that, hey, this is easy money. As it turned out, LSU's bullpen almost blew the game in the end. So it's not like I, – I, I really don't think it's going to turn out to be anything that can live up to those kinds of concerns about where players in on it. I just think it's somebody had some insider knowledge that a starter, starting pitcher was going to be scratched before the news came out that he was indeed going to be scratched. And, uh, you know, college baseball is kind of new in the gambling circles, so I just don't know that as much about where that sort of information is going to come from. And they saw a big number being thrown out there, and they freaked out a little bit over it uh, up in Ohio. Apparently this bet was made at the casino inside the Cincinnati Reds ballpark, which is even more ironic. Uh, But uh, (laughs) Is it the the Pete Rose Memorial Casino? I mean, seriously, (laughs) seriously, the the jokes write themselves, man. They really do. And and one more thing on the Alabama front that you didn't even mention, besides all the stuff that you did mention, their head of compliance got arrested over the weekend for domestic assault. Oh, Uh, I mean, it's it's just been I mean, you talk about just one mess after another in Tuscaloosa. So, yeah, I mean, I hate to say that. The Brad may be paying the price for everybody else's mistakes, but it kind of has those vibes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Here's a quick quote, Derek, from um, from the University of Alabama. Quote, among other things, violating the standards, duties, and responsibilities expected of university employees, Bohannon has been relieved of all duties, and Jason Jackson will serve as the interim head coach. So read through that as you will. But, yeah, it certainly seems like that's a, po- a strong possibility here. And Alabama, I think, is in the in the tournament right now, aren't they, guys? Aren't they being yeah. projected in? So, oh, you, you, the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament, you mean? Yes. 
I'd say borderline right now because they, they've lost all their starting pitching. I mean, they've got so many injuries, and they're scuffling. I, it, it would probably not be a given, but they're certainly not out of it. They're not in Ole Miss's shape by a long shot, you know. No. no. Uh, yeah, it's, you're, you're right. It's a certainly a program that's been trying to get itself. Yeah, they've got – yesterday the D1 guys had them in Morgantown as a three seed. Oh, there you uh, go. So, um, by the way, they also have Georgia in there. And, yeah. Um, Anybody that missed those projections yesterday, if you didn't see the the Columbia projection, the Gamecocks is a four seed. I, I, I highly doubt it'll shake out like this, and I have a ton of respect for the D1 guys. But one, Carolina, two, Clemson, three, Wofford, and four, Davidson, Derek. Wow. Yeah, but they're projecting that Davidson and Wofford, well, at least Davidson they're projecting to get in as an automatic bid for winning the Atlantic 10. And the, you, you know how they when, they when they do those, they have to put someone in that spot. Uh, yeah. And and they seem to think Wofford is still maybe in the hunt for an at large. Although the loss, the midweek loss the other night to Tennessee, certainly didn't help their cause any. They're they've got a, a tough road to hoe. They I still think probably are more likely if they're in. It's as the SoCon champs, but you know I guess yeah. that still remains to be seen. Well, I, I think what's going to happen. Blake Cooper's Citadel Bulldog pitching staff's going to shove it up their rear ends in the last weekend of the regular <laughs> season, and and they're going to make it really difficult for them. So. Uh, we all could collectively say go dogs in honor of, of Gamecock legend Blake Cooper. All right, um, last night South Carolina takes care of business. Uh, it took a little while to get it going, but they did. Uh, Derek, a few balls left the yard, and Carolina pitching was outstanding at Winthrop, and they did what they needed to do, which is let, let's, let's prevent some midweek bad losses here before we head up to uh, what's going to be another amazing quad one opportunity in a ballpark where the ball flies, but at least the rest of it's been redone. Kentucky, proud park. Um, so, I think if you asked me, or probably a lot of people would share this opinion, what is, what's, what's number one? Like, what's the thing that South Carolina needs to be focused on this weekend in order to go win the series Give me one player. I mean, Derek, it is so hard for me to look past the guy who's going to start game one tomorrow night. That's Will Sanders. You know, the up and down season has kind of been where it is. But tomorrow night, hopefully hopefully he's up because Carolina really, really desperately needs him. That would be a valid answer. I could You could make that argument very easily that Will, as a tone setter, uh, if you're trying to win a series, a Friday night start from an ace that's you know, of a certain quality is a big reason you can do that. Uh, you know, up until last week, we had known so much Friday night success that you kind of forget how much easier it gets until someone takes it away from you when you're trying to win a series when you've got that first game under your belt. Uh, I'll tell you the other name out though out there too, uh, Cole Messina, because mm-hmm. Kentucky plays small ball more so than anybody in the league. They will bunt you to death, and Cole's got to be, you know, he's going to be on the spot playing third base. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of, of traffic and action for him and not just routine ground balls. He's going to have to, you know, charge a lot and make plays because I know as much as Kentucky plays that way, they're going to test him early and often to see how he manages it. And then, then the other guy in that same scenario is French because they also run a lot, uh, and they're going to, you know, the short game is what they're all about offensively. And when you've got a backup catcher in the lineup and a backup third baseman, uh, they're gonna they're gonna want to find out early on how you handle those scenarios. I, I think you can look for that a lot on Friday night from them. Uh, Derek, 
what do you know about what they've been doing this week to to prepare for that? I mean, obviously, it's a little bit of a different brand of baseball, as you mentioned. Kind of a West Coast brand, almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah what, really have, what have they been doing, really, to prepare for that? Have you been out there at all to see that? Well, no, and I think tonight will be where we'll see it, because when they practice, they've got to get used to that AstroTurf surface. You remember how much trouble yeah. the infield had on turf at Vanderbilt, um, and so they've got to really work at it there and, and figure out how to deal with how the ball plays on that, that artificial surface, and that'll impact Cole in a big way at third. And, uh, and, and then, you know, from the standpoint of French, with the bait, with the running game, that's as much on the pitchers as it is on him. He's he's made some good throws lately and hasn't had much to show for it because, uh, he, you know, there was a I think that he was as well play cleanly and looks like he hurt himself in the process. Hey, I just got welcome to Virginia. That's pretty neat. Uh, and uh, and oh. then yeah, and then and then the other <laughs> side of it is. Um, there was a there was a stolen base attempt at third that Messina just didn't quite get there in time to make the catch and drop the text. But point is, French has got to be on his toes and he's got to get help from from his pitchers to allow him to you know to to throw guys out and not let them get huge jumps because that is that Kentucky seems to be. I was talking about this with Justin Parker, front runner. I guess isn't the right thing to call them. That almost sounds insulting. But they will, if they get things going their way early, they are a different team, man. They really play with a lot of energy if it is something that's the momentum is on their side early. And, and then that obviously impacts if they can continue to play that small ball approach or not, if they've got a lead or if they're trailing. All right, so to kind of back up your point here, the Wildcats, they've been hit by 34 pitches in league play. They've laid down 23 sacrifice uh, bunts. They have stolen 39 bases. The sack bunts and the stolen bases. Derek already mentioned this. Uh, they they lead the league. So um, that's that's their game, and that's what they're going to attempt to do. Oh, and by the way, in league play, they're also one of just four teams or four programs with an ERA under five on the season. Again, that's yeah. in league play. So um, it, two of the top four, South Carolina, Kentucky, will be going at it this weekend. Okay, so Derek, so reverting back to last weekend, it, it was clearly tough for. For Carolina dropping two of three against Auburn, nobody—I uh, I don't want to say nobody saw that coming. I mean, we constantly try to keep the folks on the fact that you're playing in the SEC; these things can happen, and it did. Um, but also, I, isn't there credit due to Auburn? They've been playing really good baseball, and this is about the same time last year where they got it going and rode that right into into uh, Omaha. Yeah, I think if you were watching the game with a uh, uh, an unbiased eye as far as not being a fan and not being disappointed that you know it wasn't going well for your team, you'd have to say hats off to Auburn. Their offense was really impressive, man. I mean, they, they just, you know, and again, this is something you hear from coaches, so you take it more seriously than hearing it from me. But um, they were a harder matchup for our pitching staff than either Florida or LSU because of their approach. They are they don't have much swing and miss in their game at all. They put the ball in play. They don't chase. Uh, and, and you know, it's amazing how much easier that makes things when you're not striking out. Uh, now, you know, I don't think Florida and LSU need to apologize for their approach. Uh, it's worked fine for them. But our staff had more success against them because they could get more strikeouts. They could get them to chase more. Uh, and it didn't run up their pinch count as much. And, you just weren't going to get, get that. And he misses his spots. You miss your spots with those guys, they punish you. 
And there were a couple pitches in that game that were pivotal in that Friday game when it was still close early where and the ball left the yard because his spot was supposed to be down and in, and he threw it up and away. And I'm out. I'm can you hear? We can hear you. Oh, we can hear you, Derek. Yeah. You guys hear me? We got you. Yeah, we got you. Is is Tommy is Tommy behind the wheel? No, he's not. I am at this point in time. Oh, <laughs> multitasking. Uh, okay. <laughs> so what's Tommy doing? Just reading the newspaper, or what's going on here? <laughs> Somebody's got to hold the phone. And last I no. last I asked, he had he had Kentucky's game notes out, and he was checking them out. He was getting himself prepped. Okay. <laughs> I was like, well, wait, now, wait a second, Derek. He's on the air. He's he's driving. He's he's eating. What else are you doing? No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 get to the important questions at the end of this. Like, what color bow tie will you be wearing on Saturday and things like that. It is Derby Day, so we figure that y'all will be dressed uh, dressed for for the occasion. Um, Derek, how about Gavin Casas? Uh, he's obviously one of the guys that's that is back he's been one of the guys that's been banged up but you know he's had, he's had a slow go of it lately but he is walking into a ballpark this weekend that is perfect for him i mean if he can yeah, he if, if he can get one hung up on friday night he can bang it out of there in a hurry and maybe that can they're going to need him so he's got to get going yeah they need to uh, get him going again it is you look at his sec numbers they're not where i think a lot of us thought they would be based on the success he had early in the year and i know there's a big chump between non-conference and SEC pitching, but um, he's been there. You know, he played in this league prior to coming to South Carolina, and so he understands that, and he is not. Did we lose him? Yep, that time they did. They went away. <laughs> Let's get rid of that. There we are. He's in Virginia, so JC, he's on – yeah, they must be on that stretch of twenty six that goes up that way, and, up, up back to what, yeah. up, up through uh, the hills yeah, there. That's through that's those. a different kind of way to get to Kentucky. Usually, you go Knoxville and up seventy five. Seventy five, uh, yeah, that's all. But there is a way you can go up through uh, southwestern Virginia and cut over. So maybe that's what they're doing. But oh well. Well, I tell you what, Phil. Let, why don't we hit a break, and we'll see if we can at least get him back, just to at least wrap up the conversation and. Which oh, he's back safe. now. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll bring him back. Bring him back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Last little bit of combo. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Derek. No, I was just pointing out with Gavin, it, it would be huge if they could get him going right now. I mean, when you're missing so many pieces of the lineup, you need the guys who are still there to to provide some level of, you know, production. And we're seeing Caleb Denny step forward again, which is timing couldn't be any better. No but kidding. we could we could stand that from Gavin too. I mean, the walks are nice, but need him to run into one here and there and uh, and and have some production because we know that's still what drives this offense. No, well, I'm glad you mentioned Caleb Denny. He's eight for his last thirteen, and you know, with everything that's going on, boy, are they going to need him? It, do you have any updates as far as the rest of the the injured guys go? The positional, we not Noah Hall, Wimmer, Lee Croy, those guys. Any update on whether we I, may see I them think or not? You won't see him this weekend. Uh, Wimmer, I talked to him yesterday in the dugout, and he's hoping, hoping for Arkansas, but that's not a given. Uh, And as far as 
Lee Croy, he took VP last night, and it's still the same thing. I mean, he can swing the bat, but after he swings it, he can't go anywhere. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know that there's any reasonable scenario in which he could really help you much, uh, based on how he, how that seems to feel. Uh, and then McGillis is still wearing that brace, and as long as he's got that that, that thing on his arm, it looks like a spider web. It kind of serves as kind of a kind of a cast, but not a full cast. As long as he's wearing that, I don't assume that means that he's cleared to uh, to get involved. I haven't seen him taking BP yet, and until that happens, I don't think there's any reason to think that it's imminent. So I think it's the same cast of characters we saw last weekend participating this weekend. <laughs> well, you hit the nail on the head last night uh, after Tippett hit his second home run. The, the slugger, you called him a slugger, as he, as he walked back to the plate. So I don't know, maybe Tippett's got one or two more of those in him this weekend. We'll, we'll find out. All right, so this is a really tricky question, and it's, of course, very hypothetical because it is – uh, May May the fourth, but in your mind, I mean, it is kind of. Coach Lake mentioned this with us last week, I think, or the week before. You, you do this time of year kind of start, Derek, to to piece things together, right? From a what do you need to do to be a blank type seed or or whatever it may be. Have you st- have you begun to do that? Carolina right now is projected as a top eight national seed. That's all that ever really matters. Whether you're well, I'd, I'd actually say prefer not be number one, but whether you're two through eight or whatever it is, that, that secures home field advantage, as we all know. Have you begun to put those numbers together in your mind a little bit? Like, okay, we've got three series left in a couple of midweek games. South Carolina needs to do this down the stretch to, to yeah. secure a top eight or top 16. I've got something in mind. I don't know that there's a, a lot of historical proof that it would hold up, but I think based on where they are now and knowing what all – all the people on the committee are going to recognize what they're dealing with from an injury standpoint. I think a four and five finish to conference play would keep you where you need to be for a national seed. I really do because I, I think, you know, when you play nine games and six of them are on the road and they're all against teams that are, you know, postseason teams, um, no one expects you to go in there and, and you know, dominate. Um, so, no, I, I think if, if they can, uh, if they can finish four and five in conference play, I, I, I do. I, I think they'll be fine for a national seed. But, again, a lot of that's always going to be dictated. You're never in a vacuum. You always have to keep in mind what are the others around you doing at the same time. I mean, heck, I heard I heard somebody yesterday say Kentucky at 11 and 10 in spite of the great season, you know, may not be a given to even make the tournament. Because if they finish poorly and they've got an a really, really rough schedule. I think they go us, Vandy, Florida to finish. Uh, and the theory was if they don't win any of those series, then they will have finished the regular season losing their last seven series. And if your conference record is significantly below 500 and you've lost your last seven SEC series, you, you might have a difficult argument to make. So, Every like I said, nobody operates in a vacuum. You've got to kind of keep in mind what others are doing around you when you're also trying to handle your own business. Yeah, well, here's what others are doing around South Carolina in the league this weekend. It's really unprecedented, Derek. You don't see this often, but top-ranked LSU's on the road at Auburn. Third-ranked South Carolina's on the road at Kentucky. Fourth-ranked Florida is on the road at A&M. Fifth-ranked Vandy on the road at Alabama, who just fired their head coach. That series begins tonight. Sixth-ranked Arkansas on the road at Mississippi State. And then the scorching hot 
18th ranked Tennessee Volunteers are in Athens this weekend. So all of those ranked teams in the league are on the road. All of those ranked teams I just mentioned as of now and more than likely in the future are very safe in the tournament. But it also provides opportunity this weekend for all these other teams that might be trying to get in or are borderline already in to really start to secure themselves uh, with a with a spot in the postseason as well, Derek. So this could just be an amazing weekend with everybody on the road. I'm sure y'all will be monitoring the scoreboard uh, while you're up there calling the games. Absolutely, and uh, there's no way you can expect all of those teams to have success. But uh, you know, there's a few squads I'm really more intrigued about than others. You said Tennessee's red hot. But they've won a grand total of one road game on in conference play this season. So I think we're all intrigued to see if that translates to, you know, the red hot status translates to playing away from Knoxville or not. Uh, that'll be that'll be one that I'm really curious about. And uh, and then and then trying to see kind of curious to see if Auburn keeps up what they've been doing the last couple of weeks. Yeah, number one LSU coming to town. Mississippi State as, as well. Arkansas's had a little bit of – I know they swept last weekend, but they've kind of been topsy-turvy. Mississippi State uh, just fired Scott Foxhall a couple of days ago as well, their pitching coach. So something else to kind of kind of keep an eye on uh, in that series. All right, Derek, so uh, what's the uh, what's the Saturday attire? Will you will you be able to send us a photo of you and Tommy like in bow ties? Or like, what are you doing? They're, no, we're going to the ballpark, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, now i will say this they're giving away kentucky baseball bow ties to the first uh, i don't know oh. 500 wildcat fans so maybe we can sneak in early and grab one of those if that has any sort of value to you i don't know that it will but nah, i'm more interested in i'm more interested in friday man that's cinco de mayo and that's Uh-oh. a night game and uh and if you're going to see me at the track then that, you know, I, I have about seven. Since you told me about Joe Rice's horse, everybody and their uncle wants me to make a bet for them on confidence <laughs> game Friday. So, yeah, I'm going to have a little extra work to do. Yeah, well, if you uh, – if we if if we only hear Tommy late in the game tomorrow night, we'll know you, you really enjoyed Cinco de Mayo out there in in, uh, in Lexington. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really they, – they played this thing – perfectly on on saturday uh the game's at two and then post time i think is 657 yeah 657 yeah, they, they moved it back a few years ago to that instead of 545 they started backing up for tv's purposes which is good by me i don't know why we're not playing yeah. at noon i mean derby weekend and graduation in lexington at uk i don't know how oh. they even found rooms for this baseball team I think you know it's a miracle that we even have somewhere to stay and we're staying downtown but uh, i would have thought Derby weekend alone would have made them decide to play at noon on Saturday and get out of the way, but two's not too bad either. Well, uh, for all of you who complained about watching the game last night, uh, don't make that mistake again this weekend. I I do not, uh, no disrespect intended at all towards uh, Kentucky's broadcast crew on the SEC Network Plus, but nobody does it better than Derek and Tommy. And uh, and here's um, here's a little nugget for people. If you if you have an Alexa in your house, Alexa, if you if you go, uh, you know, listen to 107.5 The Game, you can tell it, you know, listen to 107.5 The Game or the uh, Gamecock Sports Network, or you can connect your phone to it, whatever you do. Alexa is always in front of the if you stream it on the TV, it's always in front of it. So what you can do 
is you mute the television, you play Alexa, and then you say, Alexa, pause, and then Alexa, play, and you can sync those two up to where Derek and Tommy are right in line with the TV broadcast. I figured that out. So anybody that wants to watch it and listen, they can do it. And it and you're not you know a minute in front of it or whatever it is. How's that you, sound, you, Derek? There's a little note. You can start. You can start a cottage industry if you'll go into people's homes and set that up for them. I hope you know that because everybody. <laughs> I know how many times I get asked how how it can be done, and I can't help people. So I'm glad to hear you are offering your uh, your services and your wisdom here because that is that's some valuable info. Not just for obviously not just for our situation, but for you know any any broadcast where you have certain talent you'd like to hear that aren't the ones associated with the tv broadcast i will say this the guys that do tv at kentucky their sec plus crew are are, are some of the more proficient if, if it's the same guys i've done in past years get gabriel who's been around there forever and i know a lot of times they're a long time head coach keith madison uh does color for them and that, that's pretty good crew i guarantee you keith will be in our booth friday chewing our ear off for two hours wanting every nugget he can get if if form is held from from previous years, so uh, that that's not the worst group in the world to have to be uh, deal, dealing with. But we would certainly welcome everyone to uh, to tune in with us, and, and we'll try and huh. paint the pictures for you. Yeah, you had a killer. They're, they're all good, but one one of those home run calls last night was awesome. Gave me goosebumps. I was getting a closet. We're redoing a closet. We were in there working, and I was listening to it, and I freaked out. My wife asked me. She thought I dropped the paint, but I didn't. It was your home run call. Uh, so, hey, man, safe travels. Give Tommy our best. Thank you so much for what y'all do. You're the best in the business. There's no doubt about that. And bring home a series win if you don't mind. We'll try our best, guys. Take care. Thanks, Derek. There you go. Uh, Derek Scott, voice of Gamecock Baseball, uh, traveling somewhere up in Virginia with uh, the great, great, great Tommy Moody, who apparently is studying Kentucky's game notes. <laughs> Good thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got yeah. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> on the car, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm with you, but I'm serious like about that seven plus hour drive they're on. Phew. Yeah, so I, I, I will. I meant to mention it too, Jason. I, I tell you what, we got to hit a break. Let's hit yeah, our let's break, hit break, and I'll finish this statement when I get back. Uh, watching and listening to inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Sinorama Studios. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one price, low cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. 
Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Hey, Gamecock fans, it's Evan Stowe from Gamecock Baseball. A couple of painters paint the show Garnet and Black every day and get the job done right at a fair cost. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com for information and an estimate. Go Cox! You heard Evan Stone, Gamecock fans, 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com Don't you know, no, no. From the littlest chick to the big old cock, it's the big big old old west. Danny Hill. He'll run. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John Barber and his team to talk about how they can bring some more sunshine into your life this summer. And, of course, the first hour of the show brought to you, as always, by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. If you need to buy or sell a home in the upstate, give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271. She'll be happy to help you as she has many of our listeners already. So I just, uh, BRC and Joey, because I think our, Joey lives in Lexington, correct? Mm-hmm. One of our, yeah. okay. So I just yeah. uh, pa- passed that along, by the way, to Derek about local taco. I've been to Lexington. I've never heard of that place, but so keep the There's recommendations some, coming. I know they Local go. taco in Greenville, isn't there, Phil? Oh, no. Local Q. <laughs> wow. And Tipsy Taco. And Tipsy Taco. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah tip- I'm dumb. That's right. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. So yeah, yeah. I- Joey lives in Lexington. He went to the Carolina-Kentucky men's basketball game this year. Yeah. Oh, nice. With Carolina gear on. That's that's, 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 that one. Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and they won. So he's yeah. good luck. He's good. Let's luck. give. Let's. Uh, Joey and Derek Scott might be the uh, good luck charms this weekend. A, a great combo for the Gamecocks and the Bluegrass. So y'all do what you need to do and get this get this thing done. I um I gotta play. We gotta come on, man. You you you, you can't. We can't not take this and run with it here. Jeff says. Quit yeah. saying Alexa. My echo is responding over and over. Hey Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. Hey Alexa, turn on the microwave. Hey Alexa. Crank Put on up Jason's OnlyFans. Sorry, Jeff. We're doing this out of love, man. It's uh that's pretty funny. I I didn't think about that, but it is true. I figured that out because I started thinking about it. I was like, wait a second here. There's got to be a way to do this with all the technology in the world. And it is because when it's on TV at home, I always listen to Derek and Tommy, but I go back and forth muting and unmuting because I always listen or want to watch Dave and Kip and Coach Lake and those guys too. And uh, I started thinking about it. I was like, there's got to be a way to sync this thing up, especially like when they're on the road or if it's a like an actual network broadcast, you know. Um, where some of these guys are awful and they're doing it from their living room. Um, so I, 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 hey, Alexa, play 107.5 the game. 
Sorry, Jeff. And, um, and, uh, it was playing it and I realized, okay, it's about a minute in front of it. So I said, pause and it paused. And then I gave it about whatever it was a minute. And I said, play. And it was literally within one second of what was going on. It was awesome. So there's a little trick for everybody. If you've got an Alexa to watch and you can listen. Uh, Exactly. That's good. Cause yeah, I'm I'm getting kind of sick of the people in their house, unless it's Mike Morgan uh, calling it. I'm just getting, I'm getting kind of sick of that. Uh, I think I understand Disney needs to save money right now, but uh, I think it's an insult to the sport. Um, And you know, the pandemic's over, man. You know, there's no safety reason why. I mean, this is about money and saving Mm -hmm. money. Um, all right. So yeah, 76 ask, uh, inside, we, we do it on stream on Facebook, two pages and we stream on two Twitter accounts to the big spur and at Gamecock show, which is our new Twitter handle. Um, you don't lose your followers when you change your name, but it's now instead of the big spur pod at Gamecock show, I, I named it the big spur pod when it was literally the big spur pod. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we're, we're definitely, not the big spur pod anymore, but uh, we got uh, we got lots of fancy stuff now. Um, uh, Clint asked about uh, the mystery portal recruit that I mentioned. It's not the same guy Hale posted about last night. I'll just tell you that. Uh, not going to answer too many questions about it though. It's going to hap- happen probably you know in the future, not right away. So be patient. Uh, but uh, wanted to do there also seventy six, and I'll tell the audience this only JB would mind me mentioning it. There's going to be an easier way to listen in your car live uh, in the near future. I would say probably before football season starts, and that's oh, a, yeah. That, that, that's a very you know conservative <laughs> timeline, just in case something happens and we get sidetracked with it. Uh, we'll have inside the Gamecocks the app, uh, which will have. Uh, streaming capabilities to where you can just pull it up on your phone. If you play, you know, and you get your Bluetooth going, like you got your, uh, if you're an iPhone user, like most of well, most of us are, uh, like you do use your iTunes or Apple music in the car, you, you just pull it up like that. And then you don't have to get YouTube premium or keep YouTube up on your phone uh, to listen. So uh, it'll just be another convenient way for you guys to connect with us and uh, check out uh our products and, and content and all that good stuff. Uh, so look for the app from inside the game cast to come uh, really, really soon in the near future. Really soon. And not just for iPhones either. So we're. So let's ask about Logan Diggs being on campus for a visit. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know that anybody's there right now. Um, so uh, I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I think there's a really good chance he visits in the very near future though, if he's not there already. So how about that? 12 o'clock here on May the 4th. And that's it. May the 4th. We will not say anything else. I said, when people Uh, say May the 4th be with you, I always say and also with you. But that's just being brought up in the liturgical church. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say. And also with you. The, and also, I did go to Catholic school in uh, middle school, and the end also with you is always stuck in my brain. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. May the Lord be with it, you and also with you. And also it, with uh, you. And also with you. It, it, is, it is quite uh, the national – it is quite a list of uh, national days, though. 
not just National Star Wars Day. There are there are other days to celebrate today. I think somebody earlier said it's National Day of Prayer. It is. Yep. And there are some other good ones as well. And I'll mention those when we get back tomorrow, by the way, even in addition to it being um, Cinco de Mayo, it's also a National Food Day. It's a really, really, really food? good Food? Like general? No, no. Uh, like a specific type of food. No. I'm big on the say, National Food Days. Phil, I think you should say always instead of also with you. <laughs> always. Because in the movie, <laughs> that, that was the line. May the force be with you. The force will be with you. Always. Yeah, the force will be with you always, yeah. But always has been always. co-opted by the Harry Potter crew. Yeah. Oh, well then screw that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Alexa, play Harry Potter. All right, hour one in the book. Sorry, Jeff. We'll be right back. <laughs> What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey everyone, this is Jack Mahoney from Gamecock Baseball, and inside the Gamecocks, the show is teed up every day by travelingcountryclub.com. So if you all love golf, make sure you guys go check out their awesome membership options and go Cox. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey, folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Second hour of the show coming at you. And no, James, I actually, I'm not a Catholic. I was an Episcopalian, so Catholic light. And so far as I know, they still say it. And also with you. I don't know. It's just one of those things like I could probably go in there and recite everything we're supposed to and do all of that. And it's, it's been years since I've actually been in the church on a day on a weekly Sunday basis. But uh, yeah, it just gets drilled into your head, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they I'm get you. School. The, yeah, we won't get down that road. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. Let me paint something.com. If you're in Georgia or in South Carolina, I mean, just, I'm not, I don't even need to say anything else. If you need something painted, that's, there you go. That's our recommendation. A couple of painters. Go to Facebook or letmepaintsomething.com. Gamecock owned and operated. And we all know that you always ask, when I say you, anybody, all of us, hey, you know a painter? Well, we just told you about one. So don't ask again. A couple of painters. Go Cox, as they say. Uh, Hats off to our friends. The Still family. New parents, by the way. Um, all right, uh, I still can't get over this Alabama news firing their baseball coach. If there's, yeah, more to this. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, what a – and Derek mentioned that the compliance director was uh, domestic, fired for uh, domestic violence. Arrested for domestic arrested. assault. Yeah, weird. I saw on Twitter that it's like everything – Alabama's athletic department is – is up in flames outside of football. I wanted to respond, give it time. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> We're headed into the summer. It always happens now. Listen, all Saban. these other programs are burning that way. Saban can do I... what he wants to be in the background and doesn't get the eyeballs on him. This is all just a ploy yeah. <laughs> to cover for some bad stuff going on in the football. I... Oh, hey, Saban, uh, these, these guys, this is what they did. Can you fire the baseball coach? Sure. <laughs> Andy Fogler said that one time. Uh, Alabama, I think they hired fired David Hobbs, and Eddie was like, "Alabama fired David because Alabama football is struggling." <laughs> Eddie Fogler would just straight up say some stuff sometimes, man, and you'd just be like, "Whoa, yeah, dude." He's just tell he just straight up told like it is. I, I've only met Eddie once uh, when I was a young man. I guess it was '07. Uh, and I did the show, and I'll always be grateful for Phil Kornblut because when I started the Big Spur, you know, you need publicity and stuff. You're new to the market, and Phil was gracious enough to let me co-host his show with him on 1400 that he did during the day. And, well, I met Eddie, and I met Ray Tanner there. They both came in and sat in with us, and uh, he is a straight shooter. <laughs> he had, and a nice guy in person. Eddie is? Eddie, is. Uh, Eddie Fogler is, yeah, but uh, he's a straight shooter, and not not somebody you want to get on his bad side because he he will he will he will let you have it. But I remember him saying that specifically when he was in South Carolina. Uh, I think they went from Hobbs to Mike, to Mark Godfrey, which of course Mark Godfrey won there, you know, quite a bit. But uh, uh, that was his um, his deal uh, there. So uh, Marcus has a question, uh, JC. I heard we might be in on the wideout transfer from Ohio. Is that true? And if so, why do we want him? Is it Ohio or Ohio State? Uh, I look for somebody from Ohio U. Uh, the kid from Ohio State, Caleb Brown, just got in the portal. Uh, he's a Chicago kid from St. Rita. Um, he was a you know low four-star, top 100 guy. 
Um, Ohio State's loaded at receiver, though. You know, I I think you're going to be able to get a good receivers from Ohio State out of the portal just because there's not enough balls, one football, right, and and not enough passes to go around, and they're not going to throw it every single down. I think they try to sometimes. But uh, uh, so he would be a player that I would think would be good enough to come in here and play. Um, plus, I think he's a little younger, but uh, I have not heard anything, not a word on my end about him. Uh, it's been DN, DN, and running back. So uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe if you could tell me where you read it from or heard it from, I could follow up. Uh, like I said, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm sure they're in on some guys that, uh, that we don't know about or at least kicking the tires, uh, but that's about it. But keep in mind, too, they don't have as many spaces as they thought they would because nobody really left. <laughs> I mean, a couple of guys left and then that was like, Oh, okay. Uh, so um, there's some guys in this program. Uh, you may need to stick a dynamite to get them out. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's uh, and that's a yeah. testament. That's a testament to Beamer and, and sort of the atmosphere he's created. Guys love being here. And that's not always been the case, man. Uh, even the Spurrier era, I, if a guy had even a window, of, uh, you know, getting out and going to the NFL or something, they, they'd go. I mm-hmm. mean, it was, it was, it was not, uh, you know, I think Muschamp did a good job of at least keeping the NFL guys uh, from going before they should. Um, and then this thing with Beamer, these guys, they love being at South Carolina. So it's, uh, <laughs> there wasn't as much uh, attrition uh, as people thought. So we'll see sort of, uh, sort of what happens there. But I've not heard anything about uh, about the transfer from Ohio or Ohio State uh, as of now uh, at wide receiver. And, and look, do they need more receiver? Yeah, I think they need depth at that position because you have a couple of injuries there. Um, you know, some of these guys, you know, they're going to have to be pressed into action uh, depending on, you know, how Nick Harbour and the rest of the freshmen look. But you don't want to rely on freshmen. So uh, if they have a chance to add a really good one, and I think this kid is really good, they do it. I personally wouldn't mind them see mind seeing them sign a guy out of Chicago because um, he's from Chicago, and and Jack Mahoney will probably go pro after this year. So uh, you got the six seven kid in baseball coming, and Kai Kroger, and then you have this guy. So St. Rita is a pretty good program, but uh, I don't I don't know I, I don't know where that connection would be uh, for Caleb Brown to come to Carolina unless he like knows Spencer Rattler or something like that. That may be a case, but uh, but who knows? So we'll see. Oh, uh, and then, yeah, go ahead. Left tackle, Greg. Greg ask. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, uh, Jakai Moore. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that Sidney Fugar is going to quite be ready, but he's a candidate too. Oh, and uh, you could also see Vershawn Lee slide over there. Uh, and I know people may kind of cringe when they hear this, but after getting a look at Tyshawn Wanamaker this past weekend, that dude's completely reshaped his body. He has oh. no gut. Uh, so obviously that's more of a tackle build than a guard build for him. Uh, and he's slated to start at right tackle, uh, but maybe they slide him to left. Um, you know, I don't know what case in Henry's health is going to be like when he comes back. Uh, Marky Anderson is a guy that they kind of, I think they're going to kind of leave him out of tackle for now. Um, just cause they need depth. And then, uh, of course you got big tree Babalade coming in too, that has a tackle type body. I don't know if he'll be ready or not. So, but right now, if I, if I had to project it, it's going to be an all-veteran offensive line, including Nick Gargiulo. Uh, I think you're looking at Ja'Kai. 
Trey Jones, Vershawn Lee, Nick Gargiulo, and Tyshawn Wanamaker, um, you know, which is an, a very old group, um, you know, with Jalen Nichols being out. So there you go. There's that answer. Well, to say and, that – Go ahead. No, I was to add to Wanamaker to say I almost think that you understated that, that he's reshaped his body. I mean, I didn't even know that was him. I, I was like, who, who is this t- defensive end that walked in? You yeah, know, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't recognize him. I, I yeah. it, it it took me a minute, and uh, then we of course recognized him. But yeah, Sydney Gargiulo and Fugart, man, those are some like very large men, and uh, yes. you can see why they're now in the SEC. It's incredible. Yeah. So. Uh, Clint said in the, uh, kind of scrolling through the nanosports chat box here, Ooh, kind of, I'll read some of these things and we'll address, um, answer them, uh, as we can. I think we need to slow our roll with Diggs, though. It's great that he's visiting, but that it's all it is at this point. Getting him to visit is a big first step though. Yeah. Agree with that. Uh, totally agree with that. I, I, I've got a little intel on this, Clint, that this might be a little bit more serious than maybe we initially thought that does not mean that uh, this young man is going to end up at South Carolina. I have kind of dismissed this myself um, until this morning uh, when a pretty good source gave me a, a little bit of information that leads me to believe that Carolina is a little bit more in this than than maybe we thought. And then I think actually not long after that, I know I texted you, JC, and then, yeah, and then I was, I was on the big spur, and I think Tony even mentioned in there, it's Carolina and LSU more than likely – uh, for for the Diggs kids, so we'll see. Um, but um, that could be something really, really good for South Carolina, and I, I would leave it at this: they're they're in it, um, and um, so so we'll we'll kind of see what happens there. Yeah, uh, and Tim, I, I, I don't think the NFL Diggs is that this Stephon Diggs. I don't think yeah. so. No, the, those Diggs are from Maryland. That's yeah, another. These are the Cajun digs. digs. These are ca- Look, oh, man, okay. If those digs were in high school right now, mm. South Carolina would be major players for both of them. Yeah, right. For being in that area, they're for, for, they're in that area. Yeah, I think they. I think one went to Good True. Counsel, one went to another one. So, uh, of course, Trevon, you know, Stefan was special at receiver. Uh, also, could have played corner if he wanted. Then Trevon did play corner. It was really good. Uh, I enjoyed covering those kids when they were recruits. They're both really good kids. Uh, anyway, uh, Tim says, it, who was the running back that demanded playing time and went somewhere else? And where? Was no, that back, was it. I don't think it was. A, I think it's a. I think it was an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now I have not confirmed. I think it's the O lineman from Tulsa, because if you if you look what Beamer said, he was talking about going to another S, the kids going to another SEC school. That kid just got done at Auburn. I think Auburn probably did say, hey, our offensive line is not very good. Please come. Uh, you can start. And, uh, and I think that's probably what that was all about. That's speculation on my part. But I know it was not a running back because Diggs is really the only running back they've been talking to. Um, so there's that. Ryan asked about Trajan Bridges. He visited. I've heard nothing since. I'm not sure. I mean, that dude has a lot of. A lot of baggage. So I'm not sure what the situation is with him other than, you know, when he visited, they didn't want to make a huge deal out of it. I know he put it on social media uh, and all that stuff. So there's that. Uh, Seth says, what are we hearing on Kason Henry? The last thing I heard about him, it was kind of 
I got the impression that the the, the knee may be a little bit may maybe delay will delay him a bit. And I felt kind of foolish because I was sitting here talking about how I think he's maybe he'll start. And and if he was healthy, he would. But uh, he's sort of still banged up. They don't know when he's going to be back. So uh, there is that. And Craiger says he wouldn't want to tackle Trey Knox. I'm with you. Uh, I wouldn't oh. want to tackle Trey Knox because he's such a nice guy. Dude, so, I know. <laughs> I mean, he's like I literally, buddy. Like, he was like the yeah. nicest guy I think I've ever met. Like, knock him into next week. You're like, sorry, dude. How you doing? Right. Have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. Dude, <laughs> I know. He couldn't have been any nicer, man. Um, yeah. That was, uh, he is a large man. I was, Flint and I were talking about him because he, uh, he's taller than Jared was, but um, he reminds me of Jared a lot. Um, and how in their body type a little bit, just that, that tall, big, very athletic tight end that you can do a lot with, but Jared was, Jared was bigger than him in the lower half. Um, his legs were seemingly thicker and stronger, but Trey Knox is like a broad dude, like his shoulders, just the way that he's built. So, but they are, I look at them and I think they're, they're very similar athletes. I, if you say anything like Jared Cook, they're they're going to be fine. And uh, John, don't forget about Josh Simon either. And, and it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed those two in a press conference together. I noticed them interact at the event. They get along. But, man, when John, people start talking about trading the Ox, Josh Simon kind of has this look in his eye like, man, I'm, I think there's a competition there. And I think that's good in football. Because uh, I think Josh Simon feels like he's just as good, and he may be. I mean, uh, we didn't see it, but uh, in a scrimmage, uh, was little birdie told me Josh Simon took a screen pass and housed it from 80 yards out. So, yeah, you know. I told you. Know, you I said dude, this that, months he's ago. He's a freak, too. I mean, he's a freak, I, too. I know. Uh, we talked about this months ago. When he got on the radar, I mean, just saying. I'm telling you, it, what's going to happen? We know what's going to happen. It's going to happen to a lot of people. You're going to be sitting in Williams, Bryce, wherever you sit, in the west, east, south, north, whatever. And this is going to catch one, and he's going to he's gonna make a move. He's going to make a big play, something early in the year. And the guy sitting next to you or the lady sitting next to you is going to say, who the hell is that guy? And you're going to say, that's Josh Simon. We've been talking about this guy for about nine months, but nobody's seen him play yet. Here, <laughs> he's good. He is good, good, good. Uh, real. I, I, I want to inter, inter, interrupt and pass this along real quick. Congratulations to the great, great, great Steve Fink and his staff at South Carolina, named by one of the name one of the Super Eleven top sports information departments in the country uh, by the Football Writers Association of america steve steve is the best at what he does at jc you you can back me up on this if you ever send him an email he responds they don't all do that and he responds respectfully and uh and he is uh you know he'll tell you the truth whether you like it or not he'll tell it to you and that's all you can mm-hmm. ever ask for um congratulations steve fink because he deserves it he works his rear end off great guy so awesome. yeah fink's fink's great uh came in with eric hyman in 05 and uh Gosh, it's eighteen years, man. He, he's been at South Carolina. Didn't didn't he replace Kerry Thorpe? 
He replaced, yeah, he sure did. Replaced yep. Kerry Tharp, and Tharp was there for a while. Of course, the great Tom Price was once the SID here. Uh, so Carolina's had a pretty kind of like the baseball program. They've had some longevity in that position, and and I, I, Phil can attest to this. Uh, given the situation, uh, one of our first guests we were going to get on the show, and Phil had to deal with a certain SID at a certain school that I have some history with, that, uh, and she's not very well liked at all by anybody. Hmm. I can um, see why. So, yeah, man, we could all see why. Uh, so she, <laughs> so it, it says something to where you can be a professional, take care of your coaches and players, you know, do what you uh, do what you got to do on that regard, but then also have a wonderful relationship with the media. Um, and Steve is a, uh, the epitome oh, of professionalism. Great. I mean, I, I, the other day I needed something, right. hadn't talked to him in a long time, sent him an email. He immediately called me. We talked and um, I'll never, ever, I mentioned Phil Cornblut earlier since we're, we're hanging, handing out uh, thank yous today. Uh, Steve Fink, when we first came and started the big spur, we're an ESPN affiliate, but, we didn't really fit the traditional credentialing policy, mm-hmm. brand new website, all that. Uh, he pushed it through for us and, uh, and helped us with some uh, other schools like Tennessee and Florida that didn't want to credential us for road games, uh, helped us with that as well. And has always been you know, super helpful to our staff and, and all that. But I'll never forget uh, him taking a chance on us back in the day. And, and I hope that, uh, that through the years that we've proved him, Proved him right and, and nope. proved his intuition right. I, I pretty much say we have, but uh, every time yeah. Whittle walks through the door, he's like, he's damn that Whittle but, guy. But I mean, to your point, though, because I've got the same story after leaving ESPN. You know, when when I opened my business, you know, I reached out to him and asked him if he would keep me in the mix, and he responded absolutely, and I put me in on everything. So it's, it's very similar. Yeah, absolutely. If he's uh, he's one of the best. And uh, I don't think people realize what their what these guys' jobs entail. It is a twenty four hour a day job that is very thankless. So uh, if you're good at it, you are a special human. That's that's for sure. Hats off to Steve Fink and his staff at South Carolina. Um, all right, we do need to hit a break. I I, I did say earlier I would mention this. So uh, it's also it's National Self Employed Day. So pat on the back to all of us. Uh, it is also National Firefighters Day, and I don't, there's not a lot of people in the world I got more respect for than firefighters. If you or someone you know is a firefighter, um, uh, I don't really know how else to do this, but here's an air hug, and thanks for what you do. And uh, and then uh, to our guy, uh, Josh Pate, it's National Weather Observers Day. I guess that kind of falls in line with yeah. National <laughs> National Tornado Chasers Day. So we probably need to get Josh on at some point in time anyways. And uh, Josh is a very multitasking, talented individual. So, yes, that Josh Pate from 24-7, the late kick. All right, um, let's hit a timeout. When we return on Inside the Game, Cox of the Show, powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston, another little kind of shove-it-in-there type nugget. I did. I told you all I texted Derek about the tacos. He said no tacos for him. But he did tell me where he's going to eat tonight. I've never been here. There are a few of these, including one in Nashville. So I want to ask you both and the audience, if you've ever been to this particular 
restaurant because I pulled up the menu and although very expensive, I instantly started drooling on myself if you didn't notice. So when we return, we'll play Name That Steakhouse on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Foss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe will you? And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget, Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. Columbia and go hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. This is Colmacina from the Yardcocks. Electric Bikes of Charleston powers inside the Gamecocks, the show. Be sure to check them out online or in Mount Pleasant. Go Gamecocks. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-446-4662, about enclosing a porch or a patio for you to enjoy the summer bug-free. And something tells me uh, Derek and Tommy aren't eating at Quincy's for big, fat yeast rolls this evening. No, but those are good. Kevin, nailed it. Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse. Have have y'all ever been there? I've never been there. Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse? What did you say? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Ruby's. Yeah. Jeff. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'd eat it. Jack Ruby's. So they, they, Jack have, Ruby's. they have sushi as well. Oh. Um, Calipari roll. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and tell everybody a little secret here that, since Jan brought it up. Uh-oh. 
Don't go to Jack Ruby's or Jeff Ruby's and like, don't spend that money on that steak. You can get a perfectly good, fresh cut porterhouse, top shelf bourbon drinks, an appetizer, uh, and a twice baked potato and a salad uh, for about 25 bucks a person. And that's all that at a place called Columbia's Steakhouse. Jan and Kevin and I and Nat ate there in Lexington before the football game. It was the, I mean, it was, it was blew me away. And then I got the bill and it was like inexpensive. I mean, you, you can't, you can't go to Longhorn for that. Uh, they brought the steaks out and said, sir, which cut would you like? Uh, Columbia's Columbia's it's, it's this old school. It's not a brand new building. It's been there a while. Um, Nat calls it a hole in the wall. I don't know about that, but it's, uh, uh, you cannot beat the price. You can't beat the service. You can't beat the food. So I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. Jan's absolutely correct when he said that. Uh, so next time you're in Lexington, which, you know, probably won't be I for a couple years. saw this place. It's downtown, right? Yeah, kind of, sort of-ish. Yeah. I remember. Not, I, not, not in the downtown, downtown. It's kind of on that road that goes into downtown. Yep. Yep. I, now I recognize there. Uh, there's a photo. I recognize the red umbrellas because I remember going. We were. When we were up there a few years ago for the game, um, we were looking for a steakhouse. That's what we wanted to do. And I remember going by that, and I remember my cousin specifically saying, that didn't look any good. We ain't going there. So we were wrong. Uh, yeah, you walk in, and it's and you, once you, once you – and the steak was just the highest, as high of a quality steak as I've had. And I've, I've been to all of them. I've been to Halls. I've been – Holy uh, moly. Keith and I went to Bohannon's in Chocolate. San Antonio one time. Uh, I've been to Chuck's Steakhouse down in Orlando. I mean, I've been to most of there's some up here, but uh, it's as high as high quality steak as you can get. It's uh, it's yeah. outstanding. Pretty cool place. Anyway, I just wanted to say, Jan, absolutely right about that. Uh, so Tennessee coach Josh Heupel just says, we're going to play elite defense at Tennessee. Not just good defense, but elite defense. Did it? What? Okay. I'm sorry. Was, was that, that was that part this, of the steakhouse conversation? I, I just got lost. Are you just transitioning? Well, I, that you know, I thought about Josh Heupel when I think about the steakhouse. Oh, you know, when, oh, when we're getting personal. No, I'm teasing. I'm not going to get personal like that. But uh, no, it's feasting. Uh, I, I just no. I changed the subject, and I was like, you know, oh. I just I just came across as like Josh Heupel. We're going to play elite defense at Tennessee. I'm like, I, I was totally lost. Brother, you, you, you haven't you haven't coached anywhere where you played elite defense yet. I mean, of course, I, I did. I did think their defense was better than people gave it credit for last year, with the exception of one game, uh, uh, the Gamecock game. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I that that's the side of the ball this year. You know, people hype in Tennessee. I mean, they're they're going to probably have some good young, talented guys, but they're going to be very young and very green. Uh, on that side this year. Uh, of course, their systems, uh, as he points out in the articles, very it's very aggressive. So they'll get their sacks and stuff. I think it complements their offense well. But, man, I don't know. I don't know that I'd – I mean, that that was made at a vol – like a vol booster meeting or something. But uh, I don't know. I don't know that I'd be uh, projecting that defense to be that good uh, based on what I've heard right now. Talking season. It's talking oh, season. <laughs> talking season. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's talking season. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, I'm just probably like, not. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, their offense alone causes their defense to give up points. I mean, that's the thing is like, be elite on defense if your offense is running like his does. I mean, because you're gassing on. Could you yeah. imagine having to deal with the uh, roster that Dion is looking at in Colorado and run those high, quick plays, that fast offense? Man, oh. he didn't have the depth for that. <laughs> oh, that well, that's what they, they're going to do that now. Sean is that Lewis what he's is talking an air about? raid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Geez, Sean, Sean Lewis is an air raid guy, dude. They're oh, going to go wow. super fast, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't think for a moment they're not, and then. Boy, defensively, I don't know that they uh, – I, I guess Derek McClendon will make every tackle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll be all right. Yeah, he's got his NIL money, so. Ooh. Uh, Saunders says Halls is hilariously overrated. Mm. I would disagree I would disagree with that. I think that's a Never strong been. statement, Saunders. I love you. Really appreciate you. I. It's Halls Steakhouse is exceptional. Although, I will say – it is not necessarily my favorite. It is not necessarily my favorite, but I would never say something like it's hilariously overrated. Yeah, Lang- Lang- kind of- Langdon's in Mount Pleasant and Grill 225 for me, or for whatever reason, are more in line with what I like. I love Langdon's. Grill 225 is hard to beat, especially when you get their lobster. Woo. Whoa. Woo, shoe buddy. Uh, All right, sorry. Back Clint says Hypo looks like he enjoys a good steak. As back do I. to sports, back to sports. Yeah. Oh, Joey, do you ever try Drake's up here? Great food and bar. They actually that's a chain. Drake's and, stuck uh, in. No, not Drake stuck in. Isn't that Spartanburg? Was that Perk stuck in? I don't know. Drake's uh, it, it's a it's it's a bar, but kind of a food establishment too. Uh, they actually had a Drake's in Nashville when I lived there. Me and my boys, Clint Brewster and Jerry Hamilton, uh, I'll, I'll name them by name. We've had, we've had some good nights at the Drake's in Franklin, Tennessee and Cool Springs. Hmm. Uh, it's weird because it, they're usually located in like shopping areas, but they become kind of like a nightclub at night. They'll have like DJs and live music and stuff. Um, <clears throat> nice place to meet members of the opposite sex at times as well, but oh. the food's really good. Uh, the food's got, uh, they have a, like a BLT grilled cheese. It's really good. Club sandwich is good. Burgers are good. So Quantrell is Joe Milton's going to become this year's Anthony Richardson. I see some similarities. Joe's older though. Joe's 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 like 128 years old. <laughs> I mean, I feel he's like he's uh, a football for a long time. I'll put it this way. Kurt Roper at South Carolina was one of the first coaches to offer him when Kurt first got to South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so he's a little older than the A1. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Quantrell, I see similarities because the arm strength and the lack of accuracy at times. Mm-hmm. But he, but he kind of straightened that out, you know, at the end of the year. So, I got to give him credit. Looked really good against Vandy and Clemson. So, we will see. Yeah, I th- this um, this group of SEC quarterbacks this year is, uh, I think, you can make the argument it's as talented league wide as it's been, but but 
where is that ceiling? You know what I mean? Like, do you have three or four first round draft picks in there? I think you probably could. Don't know that you do as it stands today, but I think you probably could over the next couple of years, two, three years. How many of these guys are, are top level draft picks, you know, say first rounders, second rounder, maybe. I think there could be a lot of them just kind of all depends on how it works out. But um, I mean, Georgia is going to be, you talk about talking season, Phil. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've got a boatload of quarterbacks in that room that are just all exceptional. Somebody's going to end up leaving. I don't know who it's going to be, but they're going to, they're, they're, somebody's going to go. And then whoever wins that job is going to end up being a top level draft pick. We, we know about Rattler. Uh, we know about Milton. We know about Daniels down at LSU. Um, I know everybody says, well, Alabama doesn't have a quarterback, but they always find one. Uh, Tyler Buckner. Yeah. You didn't, nobody no, watch the Gator Bowl? Did anybody watch the Gator Bowl? Right. No, I don't I think that guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we didn't see much of him because they just started well, running the ball there for a while. <laughs> yeah. A guy named Logan Diggs, who hopefully, hopefully Carolina won't have to worry about that again. Uh, Will Rogers in Mississippi State. I mean, there, there's, there's, there are a lot of, talented dudes and um i think the media has lost their mind ranking some of these quarterbacks and and i'll tell you i'll tell you what this is an opportunity for spencer rattler this year to be the best quarterback in the league because like people ranking why would all right so kj jefferson is a great player right you have to understand like you know, the, the KJ Jefferson was a great player in a scheme that fit him to a T. All right. Now you're going and running the Miami offense from a few years ago, or the Maryland offense from last year, or the Arkansas offense from a few years ago with Dan Enos. Are you telling me that KJ Jefferson is going to be this thriving pro style quarterback? I'd have taken my chances had they run that last year against the Gamecocks. So I, I'm not buying it. I think people are underselling Tyler Buckner because I think Tyler Buckner, the thing he just needs to do is 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 get over his mistakes. And we saw that in the bowl game because he threw a hundred yard pick six and let him right back down the field and they won. Yeah. All right. So whereas in previous games earlier in the year, it, it, earlier in the year he would have fall he fell apart. You know, he's a young player with a lot of talent that knows that system. He's a good distributor of the football and he can run. So, uh, I think Auburn with Casey Thompson, yeah, Casey just doesn't. That's his third school. Couldn't do it at Texas. Couldn't do it in Nebraska. Does some good things. Carson Beck's going to be really good. Is he going to be as good as Stetson Bennett? I would say no, but he's got better receivers than Stetson Bennett because he's got Ra Ra Thomas and Dominic Lovett out there. Uh, Graham Mertz is the Florida quarterback until he's not, and then it's Jack Miller. Who? Who? <laughs> right. Is he yeah. here? Is he? Uh, <laughs> I know. Jackson. Uh, I mentioned KJ Jefferson. Jackson Dart. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think Quinshot Jenkins was the offense there last year, not Jackson Dart. Will Rogers is now going to run the Chase Bryce App State offense from last year. He's not in an air raid anymore. Yeah. So he's got a lot but, to prove. Uh, but I, but I, I like, I like him though. I like that kid. Just listening, listening to him talk. He's a, he's a very, very, very smart kid, and you know as well as anybody that goes a long way. I mean, he can adapt. Now I don't know with all the changes, you know how well 
that'll all come together. I'm not sure, but I like him. Like he's a guy that he he's he's a guy like an NFL team takes a chance on a kid like that, right? And and so we'll see what happens. But yeah. I like him though. I'm with you. I, you know, I think the best quarterbacks in the league next year are going to be at LSU, South Carolina, and Texas and A&M. Oh, Texas A&M. Okay. And Alabama will be up there, and it'll surprise everybody because they're they're just you know people are too quick to just. Well, I mean, they, 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 people keep because the they lose a couple of games. People keep looking yeah. for reasons to try to find a way to pull out. When when you generally do that to Alabama and Saban, it it. It doesn't work out the way people think it's going to work out. Um, but I also, you go back, like, look at look at Alabama's history. Yeah, they've had outstanding quarterbacks in the last few years. I mean, look in the league, right? Uh, I don't know, Heisman Trophy winners, number one draft picks, the whole nine yards. But then they also have, like, a really good history of just having quarterbacks who they don't. you don't have to be the hero. Greg McElroy. Brody Croyle, he didn't have AJ McCarron was AJ McCarron, yeah. You know, so. I think Devin Leary at Kentucky is intriguing with those receivers that they have coming back, um, but they're still going to try to force the run on you and run a pro style offense. And you know, I, I think they're just going to kind of be what they are. You know, Kentucky's going to play defense, run the football. That's their recipe. They shouldn't change. I, I, I believe at Florida and Missouri, both they'll be. Uh, you won't the same guy won't be starting the whole season and it won't be because of injury. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction there. I just think, I think people are just too like wrapped up in the Tennessee pinball machine numbers from last year. They just assume Milton's going to pick up hookers, a special player. Okay. Not many guys can do what hooker did. did. And, and the five-star they have coming in from California is certainly a great talent. I mean, but, but it wasn't necessarily, the system that ran itself, Hooker ran that system. He made the right reads. He found the open guy. He was extremely – he's one of the most accurate passers down the field I've seen in college football ever. Like, long balls, and he was just a little off against Gamecocks, which is yeah. good for the Gamecocks. But uh, I'm not buying K.J. Jefferson's the number one quarter. I, man, look, I hope he is because I love Sam Pittman. I love the Razorbacks. Uh, I think, you know, the world of that program and – and, and all that, and KJ as a player, but but I don't I don't know understand why how Dan Eno that the, the Eno system, which is probably a better system to run uh, if you want to get right down to it, uh, fits him as well as Kendall Brown's system did. Uh, I just don't not sold on Dart. Uh, like I said, Brady Cook will probably give way to somebody at some point this year. You, you know who's really solid? The quarterback at Vanderbilt. Yes. Really good player. So yeah. AJ, what's his AJ Swan, something like that. I don't know. Swan, uh, yeah, but AJ, the kid from LA. If I were just ranking them now, I'd rank Daniels from LSU as the number one guy, uh, and then probably Rattler, the kid from A and M, Devin Leary, uh, Carson Beck would be up there. Buckner would be up there for me. But yeah, you know, some of these guys, I just don't. You know, I, I just I, I don't know who's who's doing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the thought process is. Not that the thought process is wrong. Uh, I just, I, I, I would, you know, I would just worry if I were ranking those guys that maybe you're listening to, you know, a new coordinator coming in and it's going to be so much better, but you're really not looking at, at that player's skill set and, and the system itself and how he fits. That's just me. That's just me. 
Uh, KFC asked who the, the – Oh, I was just going to say, do you think that, you know, Rattler not being, you know, one of those top five in a lot of these lists is a projection of how some people think South Carolina's O-line is going to be this year? No. Well, Carolina's got to get better up front. I, I, th- no. I think it's because Spencer – I don't. I think it's Spencer. Through, yeah. I think it's first 10 games. Yeah. You know, no. yeah. Uh, you look at the body of work, and I, I'm definitely not saying that Spencer deserves to be ranked number one in the league. I, I, I'm saying, though, I feel a lot more confident about him based on what I know about the offense Carolina's going to run and yeah. the way he ended last year uh, than I do about a, a lot of these other guys. And, and it's just because of his arm talent and the fact that Spencer, um, unlike 13 of the guys on this list. He can make throws nobody else can, and we yeah. saw that. Uh, and so, in other words, most quarterbacks, you know, you throw like that. That, that The pass Josh Van got hurt on at Clemson, right? Most quarterbacks aren't going to hit that or they're going to throw a pick or, you know, something like that. He put it where only the guy could get it. Oh, uh, the, the, the touchdown play. pass to Leggett in the bowl game. Was oh, wow. unbelievable. And people miss what happened as he was letting go of the ball, getting dragged to the ground. I mean, how, and it was a missile 45, 50 yards through the air. How about the first to the fourth down touchdown against Clemson? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, 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 needle, that was like, oh my that God. Was, so, I mean, you're like, Ooh. dang. Landed his own pit. Yeah. So, uh, it's amazing. He's, there's nobody, there's, I've, there's never been a quarterback at South Carolina that make that can make the throws like he can make them. Never. Mm. Nobody. No. Nobody. Yeah, he's and doing it. it he's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and are you projecting says, Wegman at A and M? Is that yeah? I am. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, but I don't. And I, Coach Petrino's a little different, so maybe maybe yeah. he doesn't go with Wegman. Uh, if he Max, is because Max Johnson's a hell of a quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but uh, I would I would eighty percent of the way on on Wegman there, um, you know, and and uh, Clint says Dane Keys about it at Kentucky. They got Barry and Brown. Remember that too. Yeah. Those two were freshmen last year. They were really good. But uh, and they got some guys out of the portal too. I think. But uh, you know, I think uh, I don't know. Yeah. What well, up, Lance? Lance is in the hut chat box. And here's here's, here's the. Here's the good news for Kentucky because didn't they sign Stoops to another deal? He's going to be there forever, seven oh, seven yeah. wins a year. But here's the good news for Kentucky. Until Iowa, I, I mean, here here we go. I've said this forever, guys. JC, we're back on JB and more JB and Morgan, JB and Goldwater. We talked about this. It's embarrassing what Kentucky does every year in the non-con. This is one of the reasons I'd rather see the league go to nine. I mean, we think about it from the South Carolina standpoint, guys. I mean, come on. They do this every year because they have to play Louisville. They play – these aren't even cupcakes. Like, they're not even – I don't know what they are. What's below a cupcake? Like a like a, like a Skittle or an M&M? Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, and Akron. They all suck. They do the thing, same thing every year, and guess where they are? One, two, three. And then who's four? Vanderbilt. So, Kentucky's going to come out of the gates with a great – well, they'll be 3-0 and if they're not. Boy, they're going to be in trouble. Man. More likely four and zero, oh. and then guess what? They're gonna finish the year seven and six. <laughs> and what, what's amazing about it, man? You, okay, so you look around the league, and because about three years ago, Carolina included, everybody started scheduling up in the future, looking toward an expanded playoff, right? 
Uh, Georgia one year opens with Florida State and Clemson back-to-back. Alabama one year opens Notre Dame, Ohio State. Those aren't the only schools scheduled up, though. Like, like some of these schools have also scheduled, like, group of five road games you never want to schedule. Like, yeah. Ole Miss is going to Georgia State at some point. Well, uh, I mean, Carolina did it, too, now. Remember, they got to go to App State. Yeah, that, that App State that game, gets put out. But, I think it's going to get canceled. They just went to East Carolina. I mean, Those are dangerous for these blue collar. Uh, Mississippi State plays Washington State home and home. Texas Tech home and home for Ole Miss. I mean, they they've scheduled some dang games. Uh, Vanderbilt yeah. even has, has scheduled some games. Guess who hadn't? Yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky. No, they guess don't who the, the 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 athletic department that's leading the screaming bloody mary and leading the charge to stay at eight games? Yeah, is Kentucky. Right. Uh, check out this list of, 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 all right. So in fairness, JB, they do go at Akron to open 20. I was going to say, it's always, it's always they two matches. Murray State. Did you even know Murray State had a football team? I mean, come on. Yeah. Frank Beaver coached there. Okay. Uh, Bud great. Foster played there, but no, anyway, uh, Akron, Ohio, Murray State, uh, 2025, Toledo, Eastern Michigan, Tennessee Tech. 2026, Akron, Youngstown State, South Alabama. I'll give South Alabama some credit. I, I, South Alabama is going to it's, it's always two smaller group of fives and an FCS. 2027, again, Murray State comes back on the schedule. It's Toledo and Ball State. 2028, at Toledo, Kent State, and the Eastern Illinois Panthers. That's another, you know. Now, 2029, they did get they did grow a pair, and they did schedule Georgia Southern. To open oh. the season, yeah. Which by then um, is, is it still going to be? Uh, what's his name? Who came from Southern Cal? Uh, Clay Helton. Clay Helton. I, I don't know, man. But I, I'm just like, geez, man. I mean, and, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give you a little quick comparison here. I know we got to get a break. I'm gonna compare it to Vanderbilt. Right. Vanderbilt this year has Hawaii at home, Alabama A and M at home, but at Wake Forest and at UNLV, which is all the way across the country. In 2024, they play Virginia Tech, Norfolk State, SMU, and at Georgia State. 2025, they're at Virginia Tech, Georgia State, Colorado State. 2026, NC State and Colorado State are two of the nine cons. 2027, they go at Stanford. 2028, at NC State. 2029, Purdue and at SMU. Then they got Stanford in 2032 or 33. Vanderbilt's even scheduling up, but not Big Blue. Not Big Blue, Brett. Not Big Blue. <laughs> ah, it's yeah, it's embarrassing. I mean, it's and that that doesn't mean that we like like if you're not a this isn't about like a game being a Gamecock fan or something like that. Like that doesn't mean South Carolina doesn't schedule a cupcake or two on their schedule every year. I and mean, they got Furman this year, but Clemson is always there. Kentucky always has Louisville, and teams like the Gamecocks have made it a point to schedule other FBS opponents. I don't know, like North Carolina and Virginia Tech and Miami and NC State and all these other programs. Kentucky's been doing this for years, and they don't want to change because it's four built-in wins for them every year, or three built-in wins for them every year. Yeah, and and like as long as they're like Louisville doesn't come back, which I have my doubts they will. I mean, it's uh, – I mean, maybe Jeff Brom's probably going to get them going again. But uh, I – you know, I mean, I, when Vanderbilt and Missouri are like being more adventurous with their schedule than, than you are, you – You've got problems. I mean, uh, Missouri's got a they got Kansas neutral State site game, and, and yeah, mm-hmm. they got Kansas State, and they got a neutral site game against Memphis and St. Louis, yeah. and Boston uh, College got, next year. 
Kansas is back on the schedule, man. Missouri's going at San Diego State in 2027. I wouldn't want to go out there and play. They Ooh. play at, Nor- at Northern Illinois. They play at Colorado. Dion. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, play at Colorado well, in November. All right, we got we to go break, Dave. I, I doubt Prime is going to be there. So, anyway, all right, uh, we'll, we'll uh, take a break and uh, come back. Being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182 Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say, and so does the Barndo Company, where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Ethan Petrie from Land Lakes, Florida. And you are listening to the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. Deep drive to left. Morgan looks up and it is gone. Two is sent to center, and this one is going to be long gone. Shot the opposite field from Casas, and it's gone. 2-0. That's driven deep to left. Langford looks up, and it's gone. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios. And of course, brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Well, it's good to see Petri kind of get out of his little slump yesterday and Jack won over, <laughs> over the first I was like, Derek last night. He was, he was like, Yeah, he's just two for his last nine. I'm like, Oh my God, it's not a slump. Uh, yak, yeah, the ball leaves the yard. <laughs> And here we go. Yeah, I, I tell you what, man, as it pertains to this weekend, um, first of all, excited to get Coach Late back on tomorrow. But um, mm. this is, if you've never, I see Joe, Joey's in here. He's been there. If you've never been to Kentucky's ballpark, they have redone it, which is great. Kentucky Proud Park is a nice place to watch a game. I have not been in there, um, but I am taking that from the people I know that have been in there, including players and coaches. And it is a nice place to watch a game. 
especially compared to that old director set, which was just the dump of all dumps. Um, but it flies. Uh, you think that it flies at Founders Park? What? No way. <laughs> I mean, dude, it can fly out of the yard there, and you've got to you got to know how to pitch in that ballpark, especially down the right field line. So, my pick this weekend is Gavin Casas. I think Gavin Casas will uh, will get into one, and Caleb Denny. You know those lefties in the lineup. This is a great weekend for them to try to kind of get into one and get it get it going. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Will Sanders is going to have to keep the ball in the yard, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow night, uh, Kentucky's not a big home run hitting team, but you know if you start if you give up a couple of those in addition to what else you have to deal with, like Derek outlined earlier, it could be it could be a tough day. So we'll see what happens. But um, hopefully, Gamecocks can get them some runs. Um, tomorrow night in game one of that of that bowl game. Uh, Joey says chances some weather this weekend. Hope no double headers or delays. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Craig French's bat has been better. The ball that French hit last night might might be the farthest ball that was hit all year. Honestly, by a gamecock, it was hammered. I mean, hammered. That's one so. of those you can just hear on the radio. It's like, oh, yeah, that's gone. If that's fair, it's gone. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like, now you can just hear it. It's like, no, if that ball stays fair, it's gone. I can't see anything. I'm not watching it on TV, but just just over the radio, I was like, oh, crushed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I was, um, we were, when Carolina was here playing the Citadel in Charleston, there was a, a, a gentleman sitting above me who, um, who, uh, I don't. He he was just a little over the top. Let's put it that way. And um, the guy that was sitting, uh, this guy, I, I would call him. He knew he knew who everybody was. Um, he's a he was a Citadel guy actually. Knew everybody was, but you could tell he was way more of just being a fan than understanding anything at all in baseball. And I'm just listening to this guy the whole time. And it was everything in my power to not turn around and be like, Hey, you don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's kind of enough, you know? Well, Denny hit one out in that game and this guy, and he literally Phil, he literally goes, Oh wow. Boy, if that one's, if that one stays fair, it's gone. Like you, like you hear broadcasters say, if it's fair, it's out of here. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> Oh man, if it's fair, that one's gone. And the guy sitting next to him goes, "He hit it to dead center. It's going to be fair." <laughs> <laughs> if that stays fair, if hurricane force winds don't happen to just show up out of nowhere, <laughs> then I was like, "Oh my god, this somebody removed this idiot from the stands." <laughs> man, if that one's fair, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh it's he hit it to dead center. Oh yeah. Uh, here, I guess you're right. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, if that one's fair, it's no, gone. That stays fair. It's all cool Budweiser. Dude, I'm just shaking my head. Connor Dude, I, Connor Bright was sitting next to me. Connor was like, Did he just say that? I was like, Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. There's a lot of smart <laughs> baseball fans out there. Uh listen, um, I did find some cool a cool Harry Carey thing. Apparently, when Jordan played for the White Sox, 
they played at Wrigley one year. I don't know if it was a preseason game or like a spring training extended game or what, but Jordan hit a like a double and you know like a base clearing double at Wrigley, and the fans, of course, got up and pulled for Jordan. Uh, you know, even those with the White Sox and I thought and Harry Carey called it. I thought that was kind of cool. Michael Jordan at the point. <laughs> hey. Hey, didn't he play basketball? Hey. <laughs> hey. I got a pair of Air Jordans on right now. I bought them for my son Skip. My grandson Chip loves Michael Jordan. Hey. <laughs> hey, shout out to Dolores <laughs> in Orland Park. She's celebrating her 60th anniversary with her husband, Tom. Hey. <laughs> All right. And tomorrow. All right. All right. All right, Jordan. All right. T- tomorrow you have to do all that in the Beavis and Butthead voice. Yeah. Not yeah, today. Harry. Tomorrow. 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 Beavis. Harry. Tomorrow. Harry sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Oh, Cops suck. Clint <laughs> says the ball hit Messina hit at floor field was blasted. It yeah, that that hit. That's when I texted all y'all and I said I love this British shit like Major League Two. Remember that random text you got for me that day? That's yeah. because of that hit. Because yeah. you remember he Lou Brown was in the hospital and he's up and dancing oh, around. Yeah. He's listening on the radio. And there's British TV on. He's like, I love this British shit, dude. Has anybody? Can anybody find a gif of Roger Dorn refusing to leave first base? I've been looking for one of those. I cannot find one. Because I was took my kids to dance last night, and my daughter Riley's into it. Hannah was just standing there with her arms crossed; it wouldn't move. And I, I mentioned to my wife, I said, "Hannah's the Roger Dorn of dance. <laughs> like she, she won't, she won't come off the square." <laughs> I've activated myself. <laughs> Dorn. Uh, Bruin Nation said that was him. Well, Bruin Nation, you ever seen that commercial? I'm dumbass material all the way. The name's Dumas. Oh, that would be for you. <laughs> well, then. Hey, that's fancy. I'm Dumas. your man, Mr. Dumbass. I'm dumbass material all the way. The <laughs> name's Dumas. Oh, I'm just kidding, man. We're just messing with you. <laughs> but it wasn't you. I know it wasn't you. All right, we got Stuart Lake tomorrow and... Um, we got. Yeah. Uh, we'll t- we'll pick our Derby horses tomorrow. I'm just going to tell you, I've already taken confidence games, so you two losers can't take them too. Y'all got to find somebody else. That's Phil's horse. Phil's you know. I'll call the Oracle. Oh, Thank you very money. much. <laughs> yeah, let's see what Wilt Thong's money is going on. <laughs> yeah, we need to know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I sent Joe Rice an email this morning. Good luck. The whole nine yards. By the way, any insight as to where he might place? You're going to borrow about ten like, grand, like the Alabama baseball coach. You get fired. You get taken off the board. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I did send him an email, but I didn't ask him uh, for any insight. It's not that stupid. Maybe I am. All right, there we go. How ironic we work the sports book in Cincinnati at the baseball stadium, though. I didn't know that. That was the best thing I learned today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the Pete, Pete Rose Gambling the Pete Center. Rose, Pete Rose Gambling Pete Center. Rose gambling Center. <laughs> Pete Rose. Baseball bets are taken right over there. 
You got your Pete Rose. Hey, hi, we want the Pete Rose suite. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. It's like next Thanks. to the, the, the Marge Shot uh, Institute for Cultural Sensitivity at the same yeah, ballpark. No, yeah, and it's right. called the Great American Ballpark on top of no, that. That's nice rich. Nice that's joint. Rich. Derek, by the way, is a huge Reds fan. So he's uh, he loves to pick on himself because they're usually by about the middle of the season, he's thrown in the towel. <laughs> and his, um, but anyways. All right. Uh, TravelingCountryClub.com. Tee it up. 45 golf courses in two states. There's not a cooler course in the Carolinas, or excuse me, club in the Carolinas. Come on. If you like golf and you're not in this, what are you doing? You missed it. I'm in it. Smoke's in it. Everybody's in it. Everybody's doing it. You should do it too. Travelingcountryclub.com. Thanks to Derek, and always thanks to J.C. Schubert. You can always find him at OnlyFans backslash Schubert. And thanks to Phil Molinax. See you tomorrow at 11 on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.